Don't get lost in the waves of change. 190 pages, tens of hours of lawyers. One takeaway today is you, you now put on your listing agent hat when you meet with a buyer and you treat them the same way. So that's what you need to take with. KGCI Real Estate on Air, keeping you informed and empowered as the NAR settlement brings seismic shifts to the real estate industry. It's a consultation and a strategy. When you think of how people need to buy a home in this market, it takes great strategy. So why not strategize with that buyer? They need your help more than ever. Depend on KGCI Real Estate on Air. You're listening to the Coach Code Podcast, and this is your host, John Kitchens. Join me as we unlock your greatest potential, collapse time, reveal your blind spots, and become the best version of yourself. Boom. What's up? Hey. I like that intro, John. Yeah, it's uh it, it definitely gets you get you get you going for sure. It it already fa- fa- uh, I mean it's already got me thinking of something like <laughs> the uh, uh rapport build there during this show. Oh, I love it. Welcome guys to another episode of Coach Code Podcast. I'm 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 really excited for today's uh, today's conversation. Um, I met this gentleman. We were we were both sharing the stage at um, um, mutual friends of ours, uh, Jacob Barnhill in in um, Columbia, South Carolina, for him and Noah Harris their their re up um, event. So we had the opportunity to to present, and I I took I, th- I think I took four pages of notes while you were up on stage, and it was just. It, it just everything just resonated, just boom, 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 and and I was like, God dang, you know, if we can just incorporate some of the things and the philosophy and and the methodologies and 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 how, you know, everything that you were sharing, it it'll just it'll dramatically change change lives, be able to connect at a higher level, and and so I'm I'm really really excited to to have you on and and. Uh, you know, just kind of pour more into it. Like I, I have a, I mean, I could have took a page of notes before we went live, just, just listening to you. So well, I, I, like I said, your, your hip video of the intro already got me thinking of something that I do and it links to what you do, John. It was like instant. You're like, you know, when you're, you're talking about the sequence, like combination, like mm-hmm. for what I teach, there's no script. It's not word for word. Like, and a lot of people in the, you know, if we're talking to the realtor industry, a lot of them are, are told be authentic and then they're handed a script. And mm-hmm. so that, that all the authenticity goes out the window. So I teach us a frame, a framework, a sequence, build rapport, evoke some kind of emotion, and then you can have a seamless call to action. But it doesn't have to be a word for word with that scenario. So if that, so from that standpoint, if people actually thought, hold on a minute, if I say, if I start my phone call, hi, this is so-and-so with so-and-so, the first thing that any time anyone hears, I'm so-and-so with so-and-so, the first inclination, even if the person stays on the phone, the first inclination in their head is, I want to hang up on this call. It's a cold call, all right? So it's like, how do you build, rep- like, how do I quickly make someone the same as me? Then how do I evoke some kind of emotion? And then how do I ask the right question that doesn't frame the words, I want to meet with you? All right, which no one cares about right. what the other person wants. So, uh, John, this is organic for me. Any questions? I love a challenge. So, anything you think your audience would love to hear, yeah, in terms of communication, yeah. I'm happy to. I love it. I love it, yeah. and, and we'll we'll unpack a lot. Uh, I know we will. And you know, really, the the goal of of the podcast is is really just to be able to help the listeners, people tuning in, to connect some dots. And, and just everything you just shared right there was, was a perfect example. And, and so, you know, as many, as many combinations, as many, you know, things that we could help people connect the dots in their life and their business, their, their fitness, their relationships, that's, that's really the intent and the goal of, of these episodes is to just be able to, to give people, you know, real world um, actions that they can to, to help them, you know, connect the dots and move their lives along, um, and, and find, find happiness. So uh, let's j- jump in. Let's, um, okay. kind of, kind of share a little bit about yourself, your story and, you know, um, you know, kind of what's led us up to this point today. Okay. So it's, it's funny you ask that because my mind, my mind just gone to three different places in the schedule. You're talking about fitness and I'm thinking I went to the gym this morning Then I'm thinking <laughs> of teaching people habitual stuff, like going to the gym should be like, uh, it should be like brushing your teeth. You know, most people start New Year's resolutions, John. They go by three, mark, 
three-week mark, they're driving around the car park not wanting to go in. So you get yourself, when I get on an airplane, and this not to go off the cuff, but it hopefully has a method to its madness for me sharing this, because it, it, from a fitness standpoint, at 44, almost 45, I get on an airplane, I land somewhere, and then the first thing I do is I look up where's the healthiest food store from regards to where I'm staying, and I look up on my phone where's the gym that, that I can go to. And you're nodding your head, yes, it's so simple, but it's part of that, you know, like to borrow from Atomic Habits, you know, James Clear, like it's not something I invented. It's just like do these things routinely. And then, you know, thankfully I'm borrowing my girlfriend's father's truck and he's not up. It like He's up in the morning, but he's like, just go off at 7 a.m. Uh-huh. But it's, it's not having a struggle or fight to do those things. And you get yourself to a place. So that's where the fitness goes. With regards to tell me about yourself and make it a lesson for people, John. People go for interviews, all right, for instance, and I help people get jobs with their interviews because part of the thing is the interviewer is going to ask questions, all right? So they say, like, tell me about yourself. And then here's what people will do. They start going off on a tangent about everything about themselves, and they don't know if the person in front of them actually values those things, you know? So if I was just go, oh, I was like, no one knows anything about my past, John, when they invest in me. And the lesson I teach is don't overshare. Don't like that. It's not like if I even me coming on, they can tell, oh, he's got an accent. Is he putting it on? Has he been in the country? Like, what's the story there? No, I'm not putting it on. But if you're going in front of someone, they say, tell me about yourself. You're better off not about posing a question back like it's robotic to just ask a question back. John, would your viewers want to know more professional stuff? Would they want to know more? about my personal story. And now look what I've done. I've posed it back to you. Now you yeah. can say, you know what? My viewers would like to know more about this typically. Great. And now I'm, um, do you see the difference? I don't know. You do these it. podcasts, John. So the idea love is it. to be a lesson for people. I could share plenty. It's what would, what would someone like yourself think that your audience values? Cause I know this is a giving back nature to it. So. Yeah. And you know, I love what you did there because that's what, that's what you did and you taught it in, in, um, when we were in, uh, Columbia and I, I, that was, I wrote it down and then I, I changed it up cause I had the opportunity to go on. You know, I think I was just, a little oh, bit you, were, you did one of the, I, I was actually singing your praises, uh, to, uh, some, uh, to Mike Glassby who was, uh, up there. And I said, because he does presentations too, and I said, you've got to keep it current. I said, you notice that when John went up there after me, he 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 kept sharing different points. Do you remember when Jamie shared this? And here's what happens. Even though your PowerPoint is the same PowerPoint, John, look, if someone sees my PowerPoint, you see me talking four years, son, it's the same slides. It's not going to change. But right. what you did, which was fascinating, and again, it's about edification. I, I'm happy to edify you on, on this platform. You got up there and you started talking about me during your bit and you brought me up in different points. Here's what now you're subliminally planting in the audience mind. This is fresh. It's not a robotic scenario. So no, I I, kudos uh, on that play because it's not something that everyone does when they get in front of an audience, John. So yeah, no, it's um, I think, you know, just to, to that point where, you know, what you had, had did. And then, you know, I kind of, I kind of, turned it around a little bit too is is you find out what what they're really wanting to to get right what what's important to them and and you know we try to bring in and you know we ask Noah we ask people hey what does the audience want you know who who is the audience what's their problem how can we help them solve it do I have a concept that can help them solve what they're wanting to solve but what I loved what what you had done is that you got out there and, and asked and asked and asked just a couple questions and you're like, I agree. And you went right into feeding them what they wanted. And and I I'll think do, that's I'll, I'll do something fresh for you, John, that I don't usually do on these podcasts since you you, you just yet. Yeah, so the audience has an understanding very quick of this. Most speakers, when they get up, they do one-way traffic. It, it usually comes from an ego place. I wanted to start the first 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Let me tell you all about everything I've ever done in life, and this is why you should listen to me. The first thing out of my mouth, so the audience understands, build, your, your audience understands, building rapport makes someone the same. So the first, if your audience, if I ask them, hey, when you watch this back, right, just raise your hand or nod your head if you agree with it. How many of you, like me, think that 
communication is important for what you do for a living. Show of hands. Now everyone's going to be like, raise their hand. I'm like, I just made you all the same as me. And it doesn't matter what your background is. Yeah. And then the next question, to find out what the audience wants, rather than assume, and I don't care whether your audience are realtors listening to this or from whatever background, in a sales environment, the idea is focus on the other person and you want them doing all the talking. So I know what I'm going to talk about. I just say, before I start teaching this stuff, what benefits would you come up with for being better in the area of communication? Now, if I let your audience settle on that, pause the video for a second, think of the benefits that you would get being better in communication and talk to yourself, share them out loud. All right. And then I'd say, well, then I'd be able to elevate the conversation next to be like, that's terrific. I agree with all those things, like you say. All right. What I'm not doing is going in with an assumption. They should love this because of this. Or they should love, we're, you know, uh, we've got heavy ties, you more so than myself, with EXP. All right. And so, the, for, for, for example, if someone from EXP is watching this, it's just as an analogy for everyone. They might go in and say, you want to join our brokerage because you can make money this way, this way, this way, this way. All right. And that's telling, John. They're better off just going, hey, before I start sharing all the glorious things with EXP, have you come up with any, what benefits would you come up with for being in front of me today? And they will share the things that they've heard of that are positive. Oh, terrific. Let's say, I've heard you can make money through stocks. Oh, terrific. What do you love about that? Oh, well, my daddy, he owns stocks all the time. Like, and they're telling you, not you telling them. So um, I know I can see in your face, you're getting one point down. The hope is your audience can see. It doesn't matter what the scenario is. Start with them, get them to share what's in it for them, and that will tailor and lead your conversation to a predictable outcome that they'll actually come on board. What, 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 what trips people up from, from un, you know, grasping that concept? And, you know, because you, you've taught it. I mean, I understand it. You know, I try to, you know, talk about from a leadership, 80-20 principle, you need to, you know, your, your question to statement ratio, just whatever, just try to give them different models to where maybe it, it connects with them. But what stops people from from understanding that? Okay, so this is again when I say it kind of feels like a luxury to share new information. You could watch any other person who's interviewed me, and I've not sh shared this concept, John. But and it, we're all limited between what's one ear and what's between two ears. All right, and my humble belief is this: kids are the best salespeople on the planet. All right, why they ask questions about everything. All right. And then my theory is this, and it's not totally fair because, in my opinion, teachers are underrated. They are heavily underrated. I agree. But there becomes this point in time where kids go from inquisit in being inquisitive and asking questions, which is the whole point in getting someone else to uh, what we should be doing in sales, asking questions of the other person, getting them talking more about what they value. I actually have a theory that we get conditioned in society to go into a classroom and get told that's a silly question and people don't want to and, and they suddenly get programmed john into a different they might get a teacher who's not like don't ask questions or you get to this place and then all of a sudden they've been programmed away from asking questions so they're then getting in society to ask to ask questions again the problem john is they're conditioned to either shoot from the hip in the questions that they ask or they're giving a robotic script all right and I'll give you an example of where I think the most amateurism happens. It's a shooting from the hip when a parent has kids and the kids do something naughty. It's the parents saying, why did you do that? Uh, for the realtor, it's uh, when the people are working with buyers, uh, a buyer will say, we're going to hold off. The market's going to crash. And every realtor on the planet saying, why do you think it's going to crash? Now, that's a question. It's just not a question that you want the answer to, John. All right. Like if you think of the actual question you're asking. So I, I just think we're conditioned to ask, to shoot from the hip and ask the wrong questions. I don't, I, I, I think that we, we don't take time to think about our question. And then we get in our car and leave a meeting saying, oh man, I wish I would have said this. I would have, could have said that. I think if people just took 15 seconds of time before answering the question, they, they would, and, and let's say they felt, oh, 15 seconds seems uncomfortable. You could, I could teach you in terms of a rapport build in your audience. Let's say I wanted to take more time to answer the question because, all right, rather than shoot from the hip. 
I'll say, John, have you have you ever had a situation where you've left a meeting feeling like, damn it, I wish I could have said this. Right. And you know what your laugh tells me? Hey, if you ever see me just thinking like this, it's just so we can have a good communication so that moment doesn't happen. So if you've ever seen me thinking, all right, it just means I'm thinking so, so I don't get in the car afterwards and have that feeling of I wish I could have sort of. Now I've got an understanding from you. Now I can take my time. I yeah. don't have to shoot from the hip. And you've, yeah. and you've made yourself the same. But what I don't know if people picked up on these words. Has this ever happened for you? I didn't say, hey, John, I don't like it when I leave meetings and I feel like this has happened. I'm making it about you first. Has this ever happened for you? Yes, because you're human. You've got blood going through your veins. Great. If I said to you, John, have you ever been nervous in life? Have you ever gone into a room and been nervous, apprehensive? If you say no to that, I don't want to be around you for a long period of time. Does that make sense? Like, if I couldn't do an interview and have my uh, my girlfriend's father walk behind me in this day, <laughs> life, or the, my her daughters go behind me, what kind of exit? What kind of the idea is? Let's remove being robotic, all right, from the equation. And I think people have been programmed in society just to shoot from the hip. I have my theory about schooling because kids are the best salespeople on the planet. And then I think they, they, they lose it. And then they come across people like you and me, but it's almost like they have to be repro. I, a lot of my clients will say, Jamie, it's so simple what you're teaching, but I feel like I have to be repro. I have to reprogram, you know, what I'm asking. So where can, so understanding that and, and obviously, you know, getting connected with you, working with you, but what are some, some of the things that people can, can kind of do on their own to help, the, the reprogramming of themselves how can they you know the pause and 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 then also learn to ask better questions okay well one of the things i like i i, I kind of like teaching from a comprehensive standpoint so it's the wax on wax off yeah all right one of the things i prove in society is the, the programming all right and the best way that, so so when i say to people i get better at sales and communication bring on clients because i teach this stuff all day every day you know, hopefully I teach a lot of different things during this podcast. I, and then I'll ask everyone who's watching this. Hey, let's say during this podcast, I share something with you all. And you're like, oh, I like that. Love that. Oh, I learned something from Jamie there. In order for you to get better at something, what should you be doing? If you were to answer with one word what you should be doing to get better at something, all your audience is now thinking of the word practice. I've proved it time and time again in a room of people. They all answer practice. And then they proved to me they're not doing the one key skill, which is listen, because I clearly said I get better because I teach this stuff. So, John, to help your audience, when they want to get better at something, it's not about practice and waiting for opportunities to practice it on potential clients or stuff. It's teach it to other people. I teach my kids. I could literally, if my daughter was awake, tell you what, this is something I've not ever done on a podcast. We'll be real organic. Watch this. I'm calling my daughter Ruby. She has a purple heart after her name. If she picks up, please God, she picks up. <laughs> Eleven twenty-one. All right. When she picks up, I will ask her what is the golden rule of communication, and she will say if she picked up, she's not. It's ringing. It's fine. She will say, always ask for permission. Just a simple act. If you want to share something with someone saying, is it okay if I share something with you? Someone says to you, I think the market's going to crash. Hey, before, is it okay if I share something with you? Rather than shooting from the hip or uh, uh, my kids do something naughty. Rather than say, what were you thinking? Is it okay if I ask you something? Yeah. Why shouldn't you have done that? And it's a reverse. It's the complete opposite. Whatever, like people think, I am asking that. No, you're asking them why they did it. I'm asking them why they shouldn't have done it. Now their head, now their eyes have to go in their head. They have to start thinking of why they shouldn't have done it. And now they're going to start talking and showing me they have a greater understanding of that scenario. That's powerful. So teaching it, John, is one thing. And the second thing, hopefully they grasp, you get to use this in all walks of life. Communication isn't just, it, it affects every single person. I said, are oh, you like me? Do you think communication is important for what you do? Every single one of your audience, background, industry, is going to answer yes to that. So the key element for them is when they learn something from me today, teach it to another individual so it becomes more second nature for them. Secondly, use it in all walks of life. You know, like it, it, there, 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 there's so many opportunities, I guess, is what I would say, 
uh, to use it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creeping in. I love it. Yeah, there, there is. I think it's, it's the whole, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything. And, and so it's, it's just the example of like, you get off the airplane, you're, you're like, Hey, where's the health store? Where's the gym? You know, I'm the same way. Like when I book a hotel, like I look and see what's the gym facilities look like. What is, what, if, if that's not sufficient, what's close, what's the running terrain. I and, rent you know, my own, to add, I rent my own car, even though I was going away with a team, John, it renting your own car. So you're not, at, you're not, at, you, you create a scenario and it's got to be something – I don't believe in the word diet. It's got to be sustainable, something you actually enjoy. I enjoy doing the stuff. I enjoy yeah. eating my oatmeal every morning. I enjoy it. – like I, it, it, it's not a – I'm having an internal fight uh, to do those things. So, yeah. No, it's, that's, that's great. I love that with um, getting permission. And, and so kind of talk us through what that does for – the, the communication that that's, that's going on. I mean, you, you touched on it just, just a little bit, but I, I want people to really understand how important this is because, you know, one of the things from like, even from leadership conversations and, you know, open and real conversation, kind candor, whatever, whatever you wanted to, you know, whatever label you give it, we had a, a great mentor of ours, how they would approach a difficult conversation that they need to have. They, they just, they called it, Hey, can we have a buckle up? We need to buckle up. Can, can we, can we have a buckle up conversation? But I think this is real, this is really important for people to get because most people just, just come at them because we're, I, I've seen this used as a weapon and, you know, one of the core values was open and real communication. And, and what would happen in the scenario is that somebody would just attack another person and they would say, well, Hey man, I'm just being open and real. It's like, no, you're not. You're being a douchebag. Like step back for a second and, you know, always get permission and declare maybe what kind of conversation. So I, I would love for you to kind of expand and maybe unpack that for everybody. Cause it's really, really powerful in our communication. Great. I call it like a buffering play. All right. Someone throws up an objection. We all face objections. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a good one. I'm got, I, I get someone turn around to me saying, Jamie, I love it. I love your training. I, I know it can help me. I'm not going to do it right now. All right. They, that's what they say. Right. And then I'm going to say these words on purpose. All right. And it, but it, now I've got to a place where it's not about being smooth and it's not gift of the gab. All right. You guys literally could take word for word what I'm about to say, make it your own. Or yes, you could use the same words in this scenario. But understand when I share these words, you're giving your and you share these words, you're giving your brain a chance to process your thoughts. So you don't just go, he did it. No, you did it. No, he did it. No, you did it. All right. Someone says something I don't agree with. Jamie, I love your training. I'm just not going to do it right now. First thing I'm going to do is absorb it. I'm not going to agree with them. I'm not going to disagree with them. I'm not going to say the word, but I'm not going to use the amateur question. Well, when are you going to do this then? All right. Because that's what an amateur would do. When are you going to do it? Oh, two months. You're like, what's, you know, all right. And you're thinking in your head, what's going to change? Here's where I go with this. I'm like, I call it now the Viviana play because she was the most recent student that I did this with. She goes, Jamie, I love your training. I, I know it can help me. I believe in it. I'm going to wait till later. I said, Viviana, I said, look, I get it. I can see where that can be a thought process right now. There's something around this I've not had a chance to share with you yet. Is it okay if I share something with you? So I'll repeat that again, John, for people. So they, all right, it's, I get it. I'm not agreeing. I'm just saying, I get it. I'm absorbing. I get it. I can see where that could be your thought process at this moment in time. There is something I've not had a chance to share yet. Maybe during the podcast, I'll teach about the word yet. There's not something I've had a chance to share yet. Is it okay if I share something with you? They say yes, but then I'm going to go to question mode. Hey, share with me some, I'm not going to tell them. What do you mean? Here's what amateur, what do you mean you're going to wait? Successful people don't wait. All right. Like that would be amateur or asking them a question that's broad based. If you say, when do successful people take action? Your person in front of you tells you a lot if they answer with the word, when they're comfortable. They're telling me, yeah, we're not going to be a good fit. But I ask them the question, what, when do successful people take action? It's If they say when they're comfortable, we're, we're at loss. Watch this. I turn around to them. This is what's going to give your audience ability to sleep peacefully at night, hopefully, too. Viviana, I go, hey... Tell me someone, Viviana, that you admire that I would have heard of. And she goes, Kobe Bryant. I said, perfect. I love Kobe Bryant. That's awesome. Have you ever read the book, 
seven habits of highly effective people. She goes, I haven't read it. I've heard of it. I said, it's fine. I said, in that book, it shares this principle. It says, don't reinvent the wheel. It said, go out there, find people that you admire, all right, success-wise. And if you copy their values and habits, then you're more likely to have similar success. Does that make sense to you? She goes, it makes absolutely logical sense. I'm like, great. Now, Viviana, imagine Kobe Bryant stood in front of me telling me everything that you just told me. Jamie, I love it. I value it. I believe in it. Right? Could you ever imagine him next saying, eh, I'll wait till later to do it? She goes, probably not. Said, <laughs> when should you be doing it? She goes, right now. And I say, I agree with you. All right, those words, the I agree with you. Now, we 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 kind of... Uh, Threw it out there. We didn't, we didn't explain it. Yeah. <laughs> the idea is it's more sophisticated not to tell someone to do something and better off to get them to a place where it's their idea. And you're like, now, here's what happened. She goes, I'll go and grab my card. All right. I'm like, great. If she doesn't go and grab her card, let's say the person doesn't go and grab their card. All it's telling me is this. I get to sleep very peacefully that night. Why? Because she told me who she admires. I didn't mm -hmm. tell her who she should admire. And she agreed with the principle that that person, if they're in front of me, wouldn't say they'll wait till later. So if they don't take the action of someone they admire, they have to have struggle sleeping at night, looking in a mirror, knowing they're not doing what's conducive to who they admire, all right, based on the wording that they've shared with me. And so as an example, John, hopefully people can see that it's the buffer play of the I get it first. You know, I'm going to do it later. First words, I get it. I can see where that could be a thought process. Someone says, I can't afford, you. like, you know what, Jamie, I, I want it. I've got a mental block on spending that money. I get it. I can see where that's a thought process. There's something around this I haven't had a chance to share with yet. Is it okay if I share something with you? Yes. Hey, did you go to college? Yeah, I did. Okay, would you agree? Most of my clients, they agree. The stuff I teach, it wasn't taught in a college classroom. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, I would. I said, would you say the stuff that I'm going to teach you is more valuable for what you're looking to do in life than what you learned in college? I'd agree with that. Okay, so when I put it that way, can we say it's a very sensible investment? Jamie, when you put it that way, you're right. It's a sensible investment. It doesn't matter. I'm not saying we force round pegs into square holes and we've got to do things ethically. I, if someone ever approached me and said, teach me how to manipulate people, I'd be like, we are not a fit. We're not going to, we're not going to be a fit. But thankfully, most of the people that I work with, they're doing things from an ethical standpoint. They're providing a legitimate service. I'm just helping them with what comes out your mouth to get to a place so that you're not reacting. You're more proactive in the, the sequence, to use a word, uh, coin a term that you you use, John. Like it's, it's just a sequence of conversation that if you have it in that order, you're more likely to get predictable outcomes for yourself. I love it. I love it. And, and um, you know, that's kind of where my mind was going as, as you were kind of walking through it. And because I could see where some people would lean, oh, that's, you know, they're manipulating and, and you know, they're getting people to do what they probably shouldn't be doing. But when yeah, you... Well there, well, there is one caveat that I didn't get a chance to share. All right. Mm -hmm. I could, funny enough, is it okay if I share something with you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I just shared what I do when a rejection comes my way. So I either go with two, I either go with multiple choice, story time, but it's always buffered with the, I get it. I can see where that can be a thought process. There's something I'm not had a chance to share yet. What your audience might not have picked up on it, for instance, with the Viviana play, I've already asked her, what benefits will you get from being better in communication? She shared with me. Do you, how would you feel as a result of doing that? What kind of value do you place in this stuff? Very high. And she's answering me in questions. And then I'm asking her, do you actually believe I can help you factually? Yes. These are all words that are coming out of their mouth, right? So your audience, when they watch it, you can't, I, well, let's let the, the idea is to ask them. I believe it's more manipulative if I tell someone to do something they don't want to do and get them to do it. Or I just tell people to do it and it's just not sophisticated telling someone. My belief is, am I manipulating? If I'm a, a realtor and I'm going to a listing presentation, am I being manipulative if I can actually get the house sold? But instead of going in there saying, let me tell you everything I can do for you, I'm asking you, what do you look for in a realtor that you would value more than anything in the world? And now they're telling me. 
And I just happen to be someone that actually ethically can provide that service for them. I don't believe that's, min I, you know, the fact we've been using the negative connotation of the word manipulation is just to express to the audience that if you're finding out what someone wants and you can provide it, can we agree that's ethical? Yeah. All right. And hope, yes. Okay, yeah. great. So Absolutely. We, we're never going to resonate with 10 out of 10 people, John. My goal is if someone is only bringing on one out of 10, can I help them to do three out of 10? Uh, a big part that we haven't talked about yet, which I don't know if we will or won't, is conscious communication. It actually ends up becoming more how do we talk to ourselves is more mm. critical than how we actually engage with somebody else. And I definitely all... want to go there. <laughs> for Sorry? sure. I said, I definitely want to go there. Okay. Sure. But the idea is what, why, how is the best way to get someone to an emotional state, John. But just to give you a credence, the objection, overcoming an objection is only easy to do or easier to do based on the information you've already gathered from someone that they already want your help. You're not just it. it so hopefully that. You know, it does. I, you know, I, I didn't see any manipulation in there at all, but I could see where, where somebody without understanding, you know, the, the, the process and you're asking and, and do you believe that you have a viable ethical solution to help them solve their problem? I think that's the, the, the other thing. And so, that's where I love kind of what you just said, just transition. And it's, it's the thing, right? Like, I don't, I don't believe that you can lead another human until you can lead yourself first. And it, it there, has there's, scary, there's scary individuals out there that know how to do what's called NLP, John. I don't teach NLP at any mastery level. There's a couple of things that I illustrate um, in that arena. I stay away from that purely because I don't want to become that person. The idea is there has to be content that actually helps another individual. I'm sure you've got testimony. I know for a fact you've got testimony after testimony because I've met them. All right. And you talked about very highly, John, from the Michael Colliers of the world and the Jacob Barnhills. Like you, you, nothing happens by accident. All right. I don't look to bring on every client on the planet, John. I just look to hold to, to be whether it's virtually holding someone's hand or in person holding someone's hand. But the things that I share have to resonate from an ethical standpoint and they have to understand. You're going to get objections. It's how do you overcome that objection? And using the buffer play that we talked about gives them your brain a chance to process something rather than shooting from the hip, which is what right. most people do. Um, but before that comes the building of rapport and evoking of emotion. How do you evoke emotion? You just ask someone, why do they want what it is that they told you that they want? So amateur realtor, what are you looking for in uh, Maybe I'm using the wrong example. We're always using realtors. It just so happens, John, that I know we work with realtors. So it just seems like an easy go-to. A realtor get asked, do you have any three-bedroom, two-bathroom homes in this zip code? And here's what a realtor will do. So I know what you want. Yep, I'm going to send you everything in the MLS that fits that model. But you've made it too logical. And when we, we, everyone on the planet, including anyone who watches this, and I don't care who you are, what you think about yourself, we all do things on emotions. If I was to share something that I would actually debate about, we all do something on emotions first and then we justify it with logic after the fact. If I ask most people in your audience, do you have more shoes in your closet than what you need? You're going to answer yes. All right. We don't do in life what we need to do. We do in life what we want to do. Everyone needs to go to a gym. They won't. Everyone, every parent on the planet, in my opinion, needs to have life insurance. They don't. All right. They, we do what we want. People always find a way. We're resourceful to do what we want to do from that standpoint. So with regards to communication, you know, ask someone, what do you want? I want a three bedroom, two bathroom. Hey, if I'm not mistaken, you live, you're, you, you don't have any kids. You're not married. No. Okay. Hey, why are the three bedrooms? Oh, my, my, my brother comes to visit me sometimes from so-and-so and I've got a pet parrot and it can't be in the same part of the house as a dog. Now I'm listening and I'm saying, now, when I show them around a the home, I can actually, I've elevated the emotion. Hey, do you think that your brother would like this room? Oh, Jamie, you actually pay attention to the things that are important to me rather than making it logical. And again, John, you know, it's interesting. And to practice what I preach, there's no such thing as perfect. We've been at it 34 minutes and 12 seconds. And the truth of the matter is, it's not like one of my speaking engagements where it's methodical from start yeah. to finish. All right. 
I'm throwing a lot of stuff out there. And the idea is if you were me and invited by John, you'd probably, would I be accurate? And look, I posted the question. Would I be accurate to think you'd want to deliver a lot of value and deliver a lot of moments? Okay. Can you see where my thought is? Maybe people have to play this back to be like, what did he actually put down there? Because that was uh -huh. interesting. All right. Maybe I need to play it back. And that might be your case. Uh, just know, guys, that you're watching this. My goal is just to provide tons of value. It can it can come quick and fast during this, and I feel like that's what's uh, happening a tiny bit, John. But that, and that's just as a conscious communication play. What's happened? I'm like Jamie. You're teaching so many concepts. It might seem like overwhelm. So just uh, get some buy-in from the audience. That because uh, can you understand, John? Not everyone has your experience in life to have spoken in rooms. You might get someone watching this who's a complete novice starting out. All right. And so it's like grasp that process. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, um, it, it definitely is. It's <laughs> I've been writing down minutes to go back and listen, re-listen to. <laughs> I, I have seen you take a like, notes during this, like where he's actually like, like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so transition this a little bit to the, the communication with ourselves. Right. Um, I just think, you know, even, even personal experience, you know, sometimes we can, we can be hard on ourselves and, you know, I have had my coach on the podcast last week and, you know, we talked about um, a lot about communication. We talked about, you know, dialogue theory. We talked about emotion. We talked a lot about, about those things and, you know, um, understanding really getting to, to, to happiness and, and it really has to start with ourselves. And so, you know, I, I love your take on that and, and, and how we can better communicate with ourselves. Perfect. Some of my clients, all I do is the first few sessions, are like therapy sessions to a degree, and I'm not a therapist per se. All right. But the I'll give you an example. I teach something that I was taught called what, why, how, all right. It's very simple. You may have been taught it in your life. It's just a way you ask someone, what is important to you when it comes to communication? Why is that important to you? How would you feel as a result of that? That's me selling. If I was a realtor, what characteristic do you value most when selecting a realtor? Why did you select that? How would you feel as a result of that? That's an external conversation. Now watch this transition self-talk. During the pandemic, I happened, you, you know how there was people where you do posts on social media, if, you, if you're in need of any help of any night nature, I, I just happened to be someone where my sister said, everyone's in a low depression. So anyone and anyone who watches this podcast, I'm happy if I can. My goal in life is make people feel better. It doesn't. It, I know I've mentioned about clients. The truth of the matter is I believe in the karma that 10 years later, as a result of making everyone feel better as, and learning something as a result, of what I teach it's an abundance mindset. There's no scarcity. All right. With that. Ask yourself these questions. All right. In an internal self-talk and see how you feel afterwards. And you might have to have this talk several times throughout a day. All right. It's, it's not like just a one time in the morning. Let's say you ask yourself, you're having a negative thought. You start with a multiple choice question because multiple choice questions, right, from a formulaic standpoint, steer a conversation. The best way, the only way I know how. So I would ask you, go ahead and ask yourself, is what I'm currently thinking is it helping me or is it hurting me? Mm. When you very quickly answer, it's negative, it's hurting me, then you meet, merely transition to what should I be thinking? Mm. All right. And then you have to answer it. But to yourself, I should be thinking this. Then the next thing is where you really need to do self-talk. Why should I be thinking this? I sh And talk to yourself. I should be thinking this because of da-da-da-da-da. How do I think I'm going to feel? As a result of doing what I just talked to myself, I think I'm going to feel pretty amazing. And then end with the question. So what should I be doing right now? I should be doing X. All right. So I'll give you an example with working out. We talked about fitness. All right. Oh, I don't want to get out of bed. Is what I'm currently thinking, is that helping me or hurting me? It's hurting me. Why? Because I made a news resolution to absolutely get in shape because I've got my wedding coming up and, and I, I, you know, I, I have to get in this dress and da, 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 da. I, how do I think I'm going to feel? I think after workout, I'm going to feel amazing about myself and I'm on my journey. Great. So what should I do right now? I should get out of bed, put my running shoes on, 
and and rest of my clothes so i'm not going in the gym just naked with my running <laughs> shoes I, and the idea is that's an example hypothetically of self-talk but it starts with what questions are you asked and the first one is is what i'm currently thinking helping me or hurting me and then you transition and look my daughter i tried calling her i don't know if she uh, uh oh miss call all right do you mind if i just call oh, just right, let's get some, we're gonna get some proof in something one hey ruby real quick i'm on a uh live on a podcast real quickly i think what is the golden rule of communication the golden rule of communication is always ask for permission boom love you princess love you dad bye-bye <laughs> so you've got that on there always ask for permission it, the idea is legacy teach our kids this stuff um if i may share my daughter's 13 She's going to be 14 in August. The reason I bring her up right now, John, is this. She turns around to me and says, Dad, after every time we talk, I always feel better. And I'm going to let your audience know and you know the secret for me is I don't ever tell her anything. I just guide her to the questions that are internal in her. And it, for those of you out there who've got teenage daughters, you'll know, I, they, no matter what they look like to you, no matter what, they, they always have insecurities, all right, and insecure moments. All I ask her are questions about herself, like about like big picture. And she'll always say what the answers are. All right. To herself. And then afterwards, she'll say, I always feel better. All right. As a result of that. And, and here's the truth matter. The question I'm asking her uh, are just what any therapist would ask her. All right. I'm just sharing in self-talk. Guide yourself to the answers that you know are internal. All right. But make sure on that why part you really sell yourself authentically on that part and talk to yourself a lot because it will get you to a place you can even do. And, and again, I don't mind borrowing from people. Anyone who's read the book atomic habits by James clear, he says it better than I can. And I don't know where he, I don't think he invented this. All right. But watch this. If you say, I have to do this phone call, that sounds kind of negative. If you turn around to yourself and say, I get to do this phone call. You know what? I'm not in jail. I'm healthy. I, I I've got this opportunity. Yeah immediately your psyche changes in your self talk with that uh the word yeah is the sweetest little word in self-talk i i this is one of the things i have non-stop since you've said that i've i've used this like this is this is a golden little nugget okay first three reasons behind the word yeah it's the sweetest little word on the planet no one likes the word but if you ever have an argument with someone oh i feel like there's a but coming so just substitute the word but for the word yet, and they, they you, yet no one's offended by the word yet. All right. The second thing, for those of you in selling something, halfway through your meeting, just turn around, hey, have you heard everything you need to hear yet? All right, from me to feel confident to go with my services. Your prospective client could turn around and say, yes, they have. And it's now very, you're not nail biting to ask for the business. You're just like, great, the next step's so simple. If they say no to you, because you use the word yet, you say, say that's still terrific. What would you want to hear from me so that you feel that sense of confidence? Now, I didn't get to teach a lesson on, I said, what do you want to hear from me? I didn't say, what do you need to hear from me? All right. There's an extra lesson in there for those people. And then the set, the last part of the word yet, which is amazing, self-talk. If you turn around and say, I haven't reached my goals for 2022, that can come across as really negative. If that you out there watching this and you turn around and say, you know what? I haven't reached my goals for 2022 yet. What's your internal psyche completely shift? It's June. I've still got six months yeah. of 2022 to hit my goals. And it's just one word difference. That's where I feel. That's why I love what I do because, you know, I believe people care more. I think we are gonna, you're going to get more of our life in how you leave people feeling. I do believe that. All right. And feeling is not just about what your words coming out of your mouth. Yet words are important. All right. So and the idea is stop saying things. People are programmed. If you've got a kid and you say, how how do you know you don't like that broccoli? Right? Have you ever tried it? Guys, think to yourselves. Everyone's using those questions and you already know what the answer is going to be. Have you ever tried it? No. How do you know you don't like it? I just know. All right. That's the that's the answers to it. If, if And the word yet for anyone who works in retail watching this, I feel I should be. If there was any area I felt I should be paid millions and millions and millions of dollars <laughs> for a five-minute training, it would be to go to Neiman Marcus or Macy's, John, and just be like, hey, I've got a five-minute training for your staff, right? Because everyone, you go in a store, and what does someone say? 
may I help you? All right, it's what, and 10 out of 10, not, not nine out of 10, 10 out of 10 times they're gonna hear the words, no, I'm just looking, thanks, all right? Every time. Now, they get paid commissions, so meaning they get to put food on their kids' table. So if, you, if someone's watching this and you have a friend, family member that you care about working retail, just teach them this, all right? And then you'll get better at it. Have, have you seen anything that you love yet? Because if the person says no, you can now read their body language. Don't be robot. If you're saying that, yeah, if you came up to me, I'd be miserable and want to look for myself. I've still got an answer for you. All right, but I go up to you and like, have you seen anything you love yet? Like, no. Do you know what? Someone came in the other day. I showed them a section over here and they absolutely loved it. Oh, by the way, if you don't see something over there, I'm sure we'll find something and make it we, all right, that you love. If I read their body language, they're still like, huh, I'm just going to build rapport. But you know what? You like me, sometimes you just want to peruse for yourself when you see something. Not it, when you see something you love, just know I'm here to help you. All right, with that, great. So you covered your bases, but it's have you seen something you like yet? All right, the idea is they can say no or yes, and you still get to continue dialogue. So hopefully people are just- Hold. Hopefully that's a good moment for people. Uh, it's absolutely gold. <laughs> that's good, that's good. So. Jamie, I want to um, just kind of get your your take before we kind of uh, you know wrap up today. Right. What is from from the communication side of things like uh, you know what from what's the elephant in the room that people just they're they're not willing to to have the conversation about the elephant in the room. Well, the funny in terms of practicing my preach, I, I've got a slide that shows an iceberg. All right. If you ever go in an office, right, and you see the word success, you've got the iceberg, right? And it's got uh, what people see in success. And then it's got all the underneath. It's like fitness. People might see external, John, you're in shape, but they don't see the internal struggle you had at the start. They don't see all the things. So as a lesson, and this again is something I've not shared on a podcast. I think that the elephant, the whole point of the elephant in the room is anything you see or witness in a communication, you have to bring up. All right. And, and people say, you would actually do this. I'd be like, hey, 100% I'll do this. If I'm in front of someone and they cross their arms, all right, whilst I'm in front of them, most people are going to think I'm going to cross my fingers, pray and hope in my head that I can still get them to the finish line. And then they get in their car after the meeting and they leave and they're like, I know the moment I lost them, that elephant in the room. And I didn't address it. OK, so here's what I would do. And it's a formula and it's. <laughs> All right, and the idea is, is I'm calling it out in a diplomatic way using positive connotation, which we don't have much time, but I'll just share this. Someone crosses their arms in front of me. I'll be like, you know, it's very interesting. I couldn't help yet notice as I was sharing X, all right, uh, you cross your arms. Now, it could be a few things. One, like, would you like me to adjust the temperature in here? Uh, would you like a little bit more clarity based on something that I just shared? Or is that just how you sit sometimes? Here's what I didn't do. I didn't say, you just crossed your arms, so what upset you? That's negative, all right? Yeah. I said, and I went with multiple choice. Give them options so they can just say, oh, no, stop. that's how my... But what you're not doing is ignoring it. You're not ignoring the elephant in the room. If, if I see there's a, pod, there's a flip side positive, if I share something, I'm like, hey, John, I'm noticing, like, I just shared this, and I noticed you just turned away. Now, you know... Um, what you know what were you thinking and now you're like oh my god jamie no i was loving this and i was taking down that now the report is going through the roof if you're a realtor going around the home and you say you're talking about oh i had one of these when i was a little girl walking around the kitchen and you watch your prospective client's eyes go in a thought process be like hey as i was talking about this i couldn't help you notice you were having a it looked like i could be wrong but you look like you're having a thought oh my god jamie when i was a little girl i had and now you don't realize how much you're elevating that emotion in that moment that it's likely they're going to be like, this is a home for us in that example. So elephant in the room, John, my practicing, my preaches, call out what you see, but do it. Think about it in a diplomatic way. Mm. If I, I, I actually have, I could show you, I, I did a post on social media the other day where I have two text messages, no ghosting from me. All right, for any of your people, like ghosting is a negative. That's an elephant in the room thing. I don't get ghosted on. Why? Because at the end of a call, when someone's not coming, I need to talk to my wife or like uh, uh, to scenario. I'm like, hey, 
have you ever had this happen for you? You go to it, like, I think they call it the term ghosting, right? Like, and, and talking about being an actor, and they're like, oh, that sucks. I'm like, great, I agree with you, all right? So let's make sure that doesn't happen, right? But you're consciously actually communicating that. What I'm not saying is, I hate it when I get ghosted. They don't care. So you make it about them. Have you, like, so the idea is, if you're gonna bring up the elephant in the room, raise it in a way that they can garner understanding from where you're coming from with it in terms of have they experienced it and the chance are if they've got red blood going from their veins they've experienced it, they've experienced it. Yeah. so hopefully that was a nice uh <laughs> it was that yes yes i i can't thank you enough it's um you know absolute gold i knew i knew we were going to be jam-packed of of just value and nuggets and and I, I'm definitely going to go back and watch it and, and have my team go back and watch it as well. And, and um, you know, for all of you guys that, that get to tune in, make sure you guys connect with Jamie. Um, best way to kind of connect and follow you everywhere, Conscious Jamie? John, hey, look, you know, it, 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 from a conscious standpoint, and hopefully your audience takes this as a lesson, right? you want to start with as warm as possible connection as possible. So emailing someone is very cold. All right, mm -hmm. just going to a website is cold because then you have to take multiple actions. All right, so for those who where they resonate with me, I'll phrase even a question: Could you see a benefit in at least having a phone call? And if you're answering yes to that, here's my number: four zero seven six two zero seven eight six two. So you don't have to play it back: four zero seven six two zero seven eight six two. And then here's what happens as a result: of that people text. It doesn't happen by accident. All right. And, and that's, and now when they get in touch with me, here's what they're telling me. I can start, oh, what's the, I'll share with you what I'm going to say. It's not rocket science. What stood out for you positively? Oh my God, Jamie, I love when you shared this. Okay, great. You're going to be able to do the same. You're hopefully your perspective, your audience is like, I can see where I can do this for my own business. That's the point of that. I love it. Awesome. Make sure you guys connect with Jamie. Uh, just absolute gold and uh, can't thank you enough, man. Thank you. No, cheers, John. Thanks for having me on, mate. Thanks for listening to the Coach Code Podcast. This is John Kitchens. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Let's keep making it happen and I'll see you on the next one. This is going to be the largest transfer market share we've ever seen between agents in history. KGCI Real Estate on Air, keeping you informed and empowered as the NAR settlement brings seismic shifts to the real estate industry. You treat your buyers just like you do a seller. You get a consultation, you pitch, and you compete for the value you will deliver for the fee you're willing to accept. Stay informed, stay prepared. Depend on KGCI Real Estate on Air.